Hello everyone and welcome to this episode of the HCA UK Corporate Wellbeing Podcasts. In this mini-series we're discussing neurodiversity and inviting a range of experts to give us more insight into the topic. We're hearing more and more conversations taking place within workplaces about neurodiversity and employees are starting to understand more about having a neurodiverse workforce and how it can benefit them. In this third episode we'll be looking at seeking a diagnosis. I'm Sarah Baker and I'm really pleased to be joined by Amber Williams, a senior business psychologist at Lexic. Amber, welcome. Please can you tell us a little bit about yourself, Lexic and what you do? Hi Sarah, thank you very much for having me. Um, So as you said, I'm a senior business psychologist at Lexic. So I've been working in the field of neurodiversity and with Lexic for just over five years now. So in that time, I've got experience in delivering diagnostic assessments and screening assessments for neurodiversities, providing workplace assessments for employees in the workplace to recommend reasonable adjustments, and also doing education pieces to support line managers and build awareness around neurodiversity in the workplace, as well as providing one-to-one coaching and group training for neurodiverse employees. So I think that gives some insight into what Lexic does. Um, But in short, we're a a consultancy that consists of highly qualified psychologists and we operate throughout the UK and Ireland and now uh, beyond, thanks to different ways of working following COVID. Um, And we aim to sort of raise awareness of neurodiversity in the workplace and ultimately build a world where all minds belong. Thanks, Amber. So in the previous episodes, we've looked at what's meant by neurodiversity and discussed neurodiversity in the workplace with a specific focus on how employers can be more inclusive and the types of support adjustments that can be um, are available to employees. Today, we're discussing a diagnosis and you mentioned COVID there. It'll be interesting to um, know your thoughts on whether you saw an impact of COVID and the new ways of working having an impact on the number of individuals seeking a diagnosis. Yes, so I would say obviously there was a real shift in terms of employee focus and ways of working overall um, following COVID, especially in regards to neurodiversity. And I think the attention that it drew to different ways of working and different styles of working tapped into neurodiversity and people understanding that maybe they do think differently and work differently um, following having experience of working from home and not being in the office anymore. So I would say overall there was definitely an increase in employers seeking guidance on how to support employees at work either in adjusting to working from home, different conditions in the office and then moving back into the office. But I think with that people started to to maybe have more of an inward look on how they work and if that does differ to maybe how they've done it this entire time and exploring more around neurodiversity whether that was working from home and realizing their levels of productivity shot up because they're not having to manage unexpected social interactions or you know sensory overload in terms of traveling to the workplace or being within the office and the absence of that made them realize how much easier it was to manage their working day and perhaps that's because they might potentially be autistic 
or you know through dyslexia information overload from all of those other sensory stimulation and also on the reverse of that I think a lot of people realize how much they might rely on office environment in terms of asking their work colleague how to spell something or if this sounds quite right in an email and not having that anymore they realized okay actually I find writing quite tough and I didn't realize how much I was relying on my peers to produce an email or produce a, a piece of written work and maybe that's because I'm dyslexic and I think as well because of children being at home too it might have sort of uncovered any challenges that their children might have been having in terms of learning um, which might have then increased the need to sort of explore that further having that actual insight into how their child learns and things that they might find challenging and of course we know it's very common that often adults will seek a diagnosis after their child has gone through a similar experience so yeah I would say we definitely saw an increase in terms of the attention around neurodiversity and people with that, people then hearing more about it and then coming for uh, diagnostic assessments. OK, that's really interesting. So what options are available for an employee to obtain a diagnosis and what are the benefits of them completing one? So in terms of um, what lexic provides and what I would outline as sort of the place to start um, is to speak to your line manager or HR department or your occupational health. So um, we work directly with organisations and also with occupational health providers and often your company might already have or a company might already have something in place in terms of their process of how to get a diagnostic assessment. Um, so, for instance, if you feel that you might be dyslexic and you're comfortable confiding in your line manager or if not, maybe um, a colleague or if you're aware of a neurodiversity network internally, um, there might be more information there in terms of how to seek a potential diagnosis via the workplace. So um, employers can come to organisations such as us at Lexic and um, refer for a diagnostic assessment. Um, it's not always required. So um, employers can provide support to individuals at work regardless of receiving a diagnostic assessment and I think we'll go into this in a little bit more detail later on but you can also complete a screening assessment which sort of takes less time um, and might just open the door to any support that you need in the workplace. If your organisation is not able to provide a diagnostic assessment you can come to companies such as Lexic directly um, if you're able to afford it yourself and, and financially support yourself um, in completing a diagnostic assessment. But I would just determine first of all if it's if you need to have that diagnostic assessment in order to get support. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd say the, the best place to start is speaking to HR, your line manager or your occupational health team um, or any internal networks because as an employer, if 
it's um, financially financially reasonable, they will be able to provide you with an assessment. And in terms of the benefits of completing an assessment, of course, um, there's a whole range of benefits, one being just greater understanding for yourself. So I've I've always worked with adults since I've been working in neurodiversity. And it's a very common story to hear that it's a big sense of relief in completing that diagnosis. You might have found it hard throughout school or through certain other experiences in education or finding certain elements of work hard your whole life. And this sort of provides an explanation as to why that might have been the case. So it can just sort of give you a greater understanding of your strengths, your challenges, and what why you might have experienced what you've experienced throughout your education in your working life. Um, in terms of ADHD, for example, you can seek um, medicine. So that can be totally life-changing. Um, if you receive a formal diagnosis of ADHD, you will be able to be prescribed medication that might help you in terms of uh, focus and concentration or feelings of restlessness. And as well, having that understanding for yourself can also help other people to understand. So once you've received that diagnosis, you can start to learn about how you work effectively, um, where your strengths lie, how your mind works, and then how you can navigate those conversations in the workplace. OK, great. So we've obviously talked about going down for a private diagnosis, um, either funded by the employer or um, self-funded. People are aware that the NHS do give diagnosis, but are there issues with waiting times? And yeah, what's the benefit of actually going down the private route? Yeah, so um, I think it's well known, uh, especially now more than ever, I think, in regards to ADHD and autism especially, um, the waitlist times are big. Um, you know, you're, you could be looking anywhere from sort of six months to two years, depending on where you're based um, within the country and, and what resources and um, options are available. So if you, if you are able to get an assessment via work, or if you're still in education, so if you're doing study alongside work, um, I would speak to the institution to see if they're able to provide that assessment for you. But of course, if you can do it privately, there is less wait times, which is the biggest benefit to receiving a private diagnosis over going to the NHS. However, you know, if you can, wait I would recommend seeking that diagnosis via the NHS if your employer is not able to fund it I always recommend if you're going to speak to your employer anyway or you're not sure just go to your GP and see what options are available to you get on a waiting list regardless and then speak to your employer because you can always take yourself off that list if it if it later down the line you realize work can fund the assessment for you. Um, I hope that's answered the question. But yeah, I would say generally as well, um, because sort of dyslexia differs in terms of ADHD and autism assessment, for example, um, 
ADHD and autism assessments have to be carried out by a psychiatrist, whereas dyslexia, dyspraxia, dyscalculia can sit within the field of occupational psychologists or educational psychologists. Um, it might be slightly easier to access, but I'm happy to, after this, provide some links um, of maybe where to go in terms of different diagnoses if your employer is not able to provide that to you. Yeah, I think that'd be really useful to have links that um, people can actually use to go to the next stage. Um, thank you. Um, you've mentioned we've used words um, screening assessments and formal diagnosis. What's the difference? And also, if you had a private assessment, would the NHS recognise that so it can be take out a step, but going through a formal diagnosis with them? Yeah, sure. So uh, the, diff the main difference between a screening assessment and a, a full formal diagnostic assessment is that a screening assessment would indicate if you have tendencies relating to a neurodivergence so if you have tendencies relating to dyslexia or autism for example whereas a full formal diagnosis is a comprehensive assessment that will provide you with a full diagnostic report um, which depending on the practitioner that it's held with. So, for example, if you came to Lexic and had a full diagnostic dyslexia diagnostic assessment, that report is then eligible in terms of extra time for exams, so examination adjustments, and also recognised across the UK by the NHS, for example. So, if you came to us privately and you had a full formal diagnostic assessment, that would be recognised by the NHS. Um, there's pro, pros and cons to having screening and diagnostic assessments. I would say, of course, um, from a personal perspective, you probably do want a full formal diagnostic. It's comprehensive. It, it is officially determining if you do or don't have whatever you're being assessed for. The main purpose for that, I would say, is in terms of exams and study so you have to have that for a lot of examination boards in order to receive extra time or any type of reasonable adjustments um so i from that side that's sort of the the pros of the diagnostic assessment however in terms of work if you're looking just to get some support in place get an initial understanding of if you potentially have uh a neurodiversity then it's a great much quicker way to get that support so we'd often recommend having a screening assessment and then a workplace assessment because we can say okay you do have tendencies relating to ADHD this is the kind of support that will help um, so that that's sort of the main difference between the two of those assessments um, but if you were to have a full diagnostic assessment that should be recognised by any practitioner um, as long as the person who conducted the assessment has the necessary qualifications that are recognised by the British Psychological Society. Okay, thanks. That's yeah, that's definitely clarified that for me. Um, one last question before we finish up. Um, support is the word that you've 
used a lot here. And obviously, um, there's a number of different um, people that need support. So one, the individual themselves. Mm -hmm. But so you offer support for those. But do you offer support for employers? So for line managers and how they can actually deal with employees that have been diagnosed or helps, excuse me, help support them more if um, they haven't come across that or haven't had um, people in their team with neurodiverse conditions before? Yes, definitely. So, you know, we always sort of push a holistic approach in terms of neurodiversity. If your line manager is aware of what can help and has a greater understanding of neurodiversity, then they're going to be able to support you more. And it's very important across the whole organisation, as you touched on before, in terms of being neuro inclusive, having that deeper understanding across the board um, of neurodiversity. So we offer a range of different services that are aimed at line managers and also the organisation. So we carry out um, awareness sessions so we can do uh, a general awareness 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 session of what neurodiversity is so the different neurodivergences that come in within that and best practice examples of support or we can do specific ones for example on ADHD dyslexia autism spectrum condition dyscalculia dyspraxia so that's can be one-to-one with a line manager so it might be specifically following an employee coming through our process having coaching having a workplace assessment or to wider groups um, even beyond line managers people within HR or anyone else that's sort of interested in learning more about neurodiversity we also have an e-learning platform um, aimed at employees and line managers so we have line manager modules is also getting a revamp at the moment. So we're going to be rolling out um, new content in the next couple of months. Um, and that sort of talks you through neurodiversity, really gives an understanding of what neurodiversity is and sort of the do's and don'ts from a line manager perspective. And we also can give advice in terms of having those conversations, making people feel psychologically safe to disclose if they feel they might be neurodiverse or have uh, a diagnosis already. Um, and we also have uh, a consultancy model called Neurodiversity Smart. So that's going through the whole sort of employee life cycle from recruitment stage to appraisal communications which incorporates line manager training within that as well so helping people every step of the way in terms of how to be more neuroinclusive across the business um, and one more thing to add on that all of the workplace assessments that we do has a dedicated line manager section so we give advice to the employee in terms of recommendations coaching software and then we also have recommendations that the line manager can consider so things that they can learn and practices that they can employ that might help the person that they're working with that's great that was a real in-depth answer <laughs> yeah, but that was really really useful and I think it just shows that it's just more than a, a diagnostic tool mm -hmm. the fact that it's not you come to you, um, someone comes and sees you they get a diagnosis and off you go it's yeah to be able to get that um, support as an individual but as a wider group is fantastic so thank you ever so much for joining me today Amber that's been thank really you. really useful thank you thank you